Start, start listening, listening now. now. Oh, nailed it. Even better than ever before. Wow. Mm-hmm. No nice. notes. None. Summertime, y'all. Yeah. Why don't we hop into this? Uh, uh, Eric, do you want to take the introduction here and yep. lead us in? Yeah. Welcome to 12 Points from Europe, an America Vision Song Contest podcast. Oh, oh wait. wait. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. oh, God. No, 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 no. And welcome to another jettisoned episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision mostly podcast from America, the country mm-hmm. that's fun to leave. I'm Eric. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha. And I'm Danny. You're right. Yeah. It's, yeah, absolutely slaps to leave this country. <laughs> <laughs> Here was a blast. Wait until you're finally gone from it for a few days. Yeah, until you realize that you have to go through customs at Charles de Gaulle. Oh, uh... yikes. Hey, Charles de Gaulle threw out all of my beeswax that I took back when I was waxing my mustache with it in 2016. Aww. Which is a very Aww. Danny thing to say. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's incredibly <laughs> on brand for you, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of Danny things to say, Sam, hit it with the socials. Hey, hey, yes, you can find us on social media and all the normal places. Twitter, Facebook at 12PointsUSA. Find us on Instagram as well, or YouTube, or Patreon if you'd like to support us uh, with a financial contribution per month. Uh, it would be very, very greatly appreciated. Our normal content isn't going anywhere, but we will be putting more bonus content and, and other fun little prizes and incentives over on our Patreon. So, for, you know, just a couple of dollars, euro, pounds, currency of your choice uh, per month, you can help us uh, put some more wacky, wacky make ups out into the ether. So, <laughs> help? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help. But, uh, yes, but we, we do appreciate your support, big or small. Uh, or honestly, even if you don't support us at all, but you're just listening to us, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Speaking of our lovely Patreon keeps our pps I'm not going to do that again yeah uh yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. moving on uh i want to say a quick thank you to uh sven derek uh out in norway paying us in norwegian fun bucks Ooh. Uh, yeah uh and to uh shoegazer uh another one of our new patrons for subscribing to the show we really do appreciate it and uh i still have a number of of things we're i'm going to try and spread them out over the summer uh, a, a little bit uh i do have some other things from the press center and from turin uh that i'm going to throw up on the patreon you never know it's there there will be things you know little things here and there all the time hopefully so excellent check it out yeah, and and it's summertime, so you know the four of us will probably get together at some point and put some other other crazy stuff out into the universe. So yeah, it's just Finally. stay stay tuned, stay stay yeah. stay on board for that. So thank you again for your for your support, uh, whether it is financial or just moral. We do appreciate it. Ah, <sighs> so I do have to say I got my first uh, message sent to me uh, by our friend of the show, alum of of the podcast and and Patreon patron, uh, our dear friend Olympia saying, mm-hmm. host city when? No, we don't know that yet. I have in two weeks. Guaranteed. Uh-huh. Two you weeks? Can, and you can find two Derek weeks. at. <laughs> I'll tell you in two weeks. <laughs> I, I legitimately do not think we are going to have it for like, you know, I think it's, I think we're going to have junior Eurovision and then we're going to have the host city. <laughs> 
Oh God. <laughs> we gotta know before then. Yeah, it's it has to be well, before Yeah, then. but like I really don't think we're gonna have it until, you know, three months from now. Yeah, I, I would say September's probably a decent bet. Yeah. September, maybe October. It's not like you know, we know how we've seen in the past how dramatic the bidding process between cities within a, na a nation that ha is hosting the contest can be. Like we mm -hmm. saw how long it took for them to confirm Turin, for them to confirm Tel Aviv, even for them to confirm Kiev when they hosted it in 2017. Mm -hmm. So imagine that, but on an international level, there's going to be a lot of discussion between the broadcasters, between various branches of government, between the EBU itself, between the Ukrainian broadcasters specifically, you know, who can do this? and when, and for how much, and there's a whole bunch of logistics. So as much as I would love to wave my magic wand and know where we're going next May, I, I don't know. I don't know, and nobody really knows. Do, do you think it's likely that there will be a, sort of a publicly visible bidding process like there, like there sometimes is, like when we were talking about, oh, are they going to go to Cars Jeans Arena in the Netherlands or, or, <laughs> or whatever? Or do you think that one day they're just going to be like, Boom, it's uh, uh, Lisbon again for some reason. Oh, sweet. <laughs> it's a Reykjavik. Oh, God, no. I have to wonder if it would be closer to like the Olympics election process. I have to wonder if there might be rounds, if there are that many people who are eager to host. I have no idea what the process is going to be, honestly. I'm sure the EBU had plans way in place before, before the contest oh, even sure. happened, knowing that Ukraine was a potential winner. I think a lot of it may be up to an individual broadcaster to say, hey, we're putting our hat into the ring. And others might just send an email out to Martin Osterdahl saying, hey, do you want to consider Spain? You know, who knows? I, I don't know what this process is going to be. And other countries just hand him a fat envelope and say, hey, how about uh, you go go where we want her? So it's Baku then. I, I didn't I say that. <laughs> And you can reach Eric at... <laughs> Eric is tweeting. To Alma to Go ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I, I say give it a couple of months. The least likely country to ever win again. Yeah, uh, that'll, be, again? that'll be a twist. Put it put it in the country that came in last place this year. Oh, so oh but like Germany's Berlin. boring. Oh. Oh, I was going to say in the semifinal level. Ooh, okay. So that would Ooh, be... Ludliana. <laughs> Ooh, where I've always sweet? wanted to go. And we have to weather another encore performance from LPS. No thanks. Anyway. Uh... Yeah, it would well, it would be that or Tbilisi. So I'm done. I could take that. Oh yeah. I, I mean the final would start at three in the morning or whatever, but uh but just imagine how great the cafeteria in the press center would I be. I would have Kachapuri every day and then die. Kali, the Can't wine. Oh. Oh. All right, just let's try and make this happen. Where Victor Orban throws his hat into the ring and it's hosted in Budapest. No, <laughs> oh, Jesus. They don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, at least likely to win. Why don't we start looking at like Luxembourg City, uh, Rabat mm -hmm. or Casablanca. Vaduz, Vaduz, Vaduz. There we go. Vaduz. <laughs> triple their population you know what i've actually been to the dudes it's a lovely city can it handle a eurovision no <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't think so i didn't think so yeah the pyrenees would be lovely in may too oh yeah and I mean, dora lavea and dora yeah. yeah yeah derek you've been yep could they no in august oh Ooh. it was weird they hosted huh. in sea land 
Oh yeah. Atlantis 2023. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. That's like the only real Eurovision news that we have that is actually not a big dumb rumor of the week. I just think mm. immediately after Eurovision, we're swamped with like 12 big dumb new rumors of the week. So, well, considering that last year, one of our big dumb rumors of the week ended up coming to fruition and then Mika ended mm-hmm. up hosting the damn thing. I mean, I, I, yeah. we have the power. Let's it's do it. Just right. the, well, Let's to be it. fair, we didn't use our power to make ABBA appear at Melfest. So, we have to be very hum- judicious with our big dumb rumors. <laughs> we have to try harder. If if there is any other piece of news, it it could be uh, it it also involves our winners and it involves the trophy. Oh yeah, big big news. Big it's been stolen. yeah. Oh my god, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, melted it's, down it's been stolen in exchange for money. Oh, there's there's a different word for that. It's been sold, uh, <laughs> auctioned, auctioned. Yes, yes, it was auctioned off. They they specifically wanted to basically auction it off to obtain money for some like drone defense things uh anyway they sold it for nine hundred thousand dollars oh no yeah yeah it's um, incredible yeah stick well, that on <laughs> when i when i first saw that number nine hundred thousand part of me was like wait a minute is that dollars or 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 because that's a very very different answer there but i mean nine hundred thousand us that is that's yes, spectacular yes. and yeah to be clear that's nine hundred thousand us dollars yeah. uh it was sold to uh Something called the White Bit Team. I have no idea what this is. I think it's a cryptocurrency exchange. Oh, now I now I'm against it. Oh, well, no, wait. Right. That means that means that the crypto bros have less money. So, but and that was happening anyway. Give um, had less money anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you have to spend it now. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's that was that was a cool bit of news. Uh, uh, Kalush, Kalush, man. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, another in I'm gonna mention this too. In in other Ukrainian Eurovision Act news, Go A is uh, gonna be performing within the next couple of weeks. Their fir- I be- I think it may be their first show in North America. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, they're playing uh they're coming to town, and by town I mean this continent. Uh uh the weird thing is that it's in Winnipeg, which is in the middle of Canada. Okay, to, to be fair, like the Winnipeg Jazz Festival, it's it's a big deal. It's actually it a is. really, yeah. really well-known jazz festival. Uh, I'm I'm thrilled for them. It's known for bringing in people from all over the world. It's it's supposed to be a really, really cool time. I unfortunately will not be able to attend one because it's in Winnipeg, and two, I'm flying in another direction that day. But it does seem like we're going to have some Twelve Points of America representation on site. Is that right, Eric? That's correct. I'll be there. Mm-hmm. Excited to st- use my first trip to Canada. On seeing a group from Ukraine, just like God intended. <laughs> Have fun in Winnipeg. I will. I'm excited. I'm. I'm. I've heard Winnipeg is is not bad. <laughs> I know a couple of people from Winnipeg. They have never said anything nice about it. Oh well, maybe it's maybe it's better when you're a tourist. I don't know. Are they from like the crappy, uh, dangerous uh, side, like of it's the home Dark side of Winnipeg? Canada, you know. <laughs> What's special? I was the Jets. Great. My my brother and sister in law. My brother and sister in law went to University of North Dakota, which is due south of of Winnipeg, and that was mm-hmm. basically the city that all of the under twenty one UND students would flock to on a weekend whenever they wanted to get a beer. With a four hour drive? Yeah. Why? Why not? 
It's not that far. It's not that far. From if you're if you are living in Grand Forks, North Dakota, a four hour drive isn't that big of a deal. That's also true. <laughs> That's true. Grand Forks is about four hours from anywhere. Yeah, if you want to go into town, you have to drive to Fargo, which is like an hour, hour and a an half hour. south. Yeah. I mean, I, Grand Forks I've, is a cute little town. So yeah, I like Grand Forks actually. It's a it's a nice little spot. Uh, and it's actually where we're going to be staying before and after the show because yeah. Liz has family there. Uh, yeah. Basically, a free Airbnb. Anyway, and also, uh, I mean, you're also not going to be yeah. ridiculously far away from your familial stomping grounds of the Moorhead, uh, the Moorhead, oh, the Moorhead, the Moorhead Dairy Queen. That's right. Oh, we'll definitely be going to the Moorhead Dairy Queen. Okay, as well. okay, uh, that's that's important. When in North so America, fried chicken and spaghetti dinner or whatever mm-hmm. they're serving there now. <laughs> they have they have pulled pork. I know that. Uh, I mean, they switch it up. Yeah, when in North America, be sure to visit the scenic Moorhead Dairy Queen. Uh, it is it is a beautiful thing. Eric, yeah. I, I, I do think that while you are on this this glorious road trip up to Winnipeg, you do mm-hmm. need to make sure that you have photographic evidence of all of this stuff on our on our Instagram page. So, you know, 12 points from America, find us on Instagram and you'll find all sorts yeah. of goodies from well, that. For one glorious weekend, we will be 12 points from Canada and uh, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Gonna go to Tim Hortons. Ooh, get yourself some Tim bits and a double double. Yeah, anger a Mountie. What else do you do up there? Chase a moose. Ooh, that's how no, I'm gonna anger don't the Mountie. Chase a moose. No, no, no. They're not safe. They will. They will chase you right the hell back. They're, they're massive. All right. Yep. Anyway. All right. Back to real countries. America is uh, is. Uh, we had a contest. There was an American song contest curse them for for having the finals of this during Eurovision week uh at at four in the morning Italy time uh I realize this inconveniences this uh, this inconveniences a very small group of people but I'm in that group and as an American that's a problem yeah tell so, me about it. I, I was the one who had to write the article for the official Eurovision.tv website talking about the ASC so yes I I didn't actually watch it live but I had to get on that as soon as it was over. So yeah, I was putting out an article way too early than I wanted to oh, be. Oh, that's gross. I didn't know final. that. Yeah. So yeah. Ugh. It makes sense that they would have you do it, but also, ugh. <laughs> Somebody so had the, you. the question comes down to, it was a live show, but was it an alive show? Did we actually enjoy the ASC? I have to put it out there right now that I watched so very, very little of the ASC I, I'm pretty sure the only thing I watched was like Minnesota's song and whatever Cisco brought. That was <laughs> so that was literally literally the first song in the first semifinal and the last song in the last semifinal. Ah, yeah. Okay. So as in a I manner of like speaking, start to finish. Yeah, start yeah, to finish. I watched thought, it start yeah. to finish. <laughs> yeah. So so Danny, I, I I think honestly, let's let's make that the first question of our discussion of this. Why is that? What why? Why did it not keep your attention? Why Why anything? I don't know. It uh, Eurovision was so much more of a mystery. Like, it had a, a lure to it. And, and now looking back, like, um, the American Song Contest just... We were looking forward to seeing each state sort of put itself forward in a manner that, like Eurovision is i don't know it emphasizes the the home culture or something but we from what little i saw it was sort of playing out our worst fears that america is just very homogenous and made up of four genres (laughs) 
I, I'm going to respectfully disagree. I mean, yeah. there are definitely a couple of states that went pretty hard against type. You know, like Oklahoma, you don't necessarily associate with K-pop. Yeah. And, yeah, and, not not so much. Yeah. Uh, and, you know. Or Wyoming with whatever the hell that was. Well, Wyoming, you know. <laughs> that felt more Wyoming, Wyoming than and, and That felt Alexa. actually pretty Wyoming. Uh, but Texas, like you would, you think, oh, Texas was going to be the biggest country thing of it all. No, it was basically like America's answer to Eric Saga, which, you know, was fine. But honestly, like I felt that a lot of the states did bring a vibe that could have been tied back to their their musical culture. Like the song from DC did have a bit of an influence of this this really hyper local, hyper regional genre called go go that was inflected into the song. I I like it was the name of the song. Um, you know the songs from the. Pacific Island territories and, and Hawaii, you could tell that those were Island territory songs that that was, you could definitely tell that that was where they were from. And I feel like Minnesota and, and Oregon specifically, we often try to market ourselves as not really hipster, but that sort of fun alternative vibe that I think kind of came through in that. That is true. Connecticut is full of rich white people, so we got Michael Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> and Alaska has Jewel. Yes. You know, from Jewel. <laughs> so I, I think that there were, there was definitely, you know, a lot of country, a lot of bluesy kind of singer-songwritery stuff. But, you know, I, I thought it showed a lot of diversity. I think the most surprising thing was that there wasn't this preconceived notion of what the songs are or what they should sound like. Whereas I feel like at Eurovision, we kind of have a sense of what to expect. And there are certain genres or uh, predecessors we can look at and say, Oh, this is very indicative of what this country does or everyone's trying to be this thing this year where here it's like, there was no precedent. So everyone came into it with like, this could be anything. Very true. Yeah, where, where do you go when there's no no mold that's been previously established? It's definitely a different beast because there's only one broadcaster. It's just NBC. And there isn't a lot of, there's no jockeying between all of the countries like there is in, in, in Eurovision because NBC broadcasts to everyone. So it didn't feel like there was a lot of that usual bit of drama or infighting that is so juicy that we like to tear apart here. America vision just seemed like very sort of, I don't know, familiar wrote American programming. I don't know. It seemed very vanilla to me. And plus the fact that, I don't know, they got, they got Snoop Dogg and Kelly Clarkson, which just seems like they were like, ah, let's get everyone here. There's something charming about the, the hokiness of the, of the past hosts of Eurovision that we have had. And that, like, you don't recognize them if you're from another country. Like, it's so funny to be like, oh, Mika, we definitely know who he is. Uh, and definitely neither of the other two people from Italy. Excuse me. All right. All right. We've <laughs> gone over this before. We have gone over this before. Laura Pausini is a freaking legend. Yes, but I don't know. Are there? Does everyone in Norway kind of know who she is? Does everyone in Portugal know who she is? Portugal, they probably do. No, you probably do. I was going to say Spain, Portugal. Spain, they almost <laughs> do, yeah. But there is an aspect of a sort of, I don't know, that it, it is a, it 
Eurovision seems to have come to have sprung from a bit more genuine of a place and has been allowed to evolve into sort of the smorgasbord of of the questionable taste that it is now. Uh, And America Vision seemed to have been, I don't know, postured in a different way. And I think it was that posture that I think was just sort of not very exciting to me. If you took away the Eurovision aspect of it and replaced that point of reference with a national final. Mm-hmm. So what's a national final that you enjoy watching or that you, that you oh, see? Sure. Oh, yeah. Norway's. Yeah. Like, okay, so, yeah, MVP. so if you, if you replace the Eurovision reference with MGP or probably a little bit closer to home here, Melody Festival, and considering, you know, you had Christopher Bjorkman and Ola Melzig and a mm-hmm. whole bunch of other Swedes in the driver's seat for a lot of this. Does the image kind of come more into focus? I suppose. Yeah. It's just America is so gigantic that it's <laughs> it's hard to think of it as just a little national final. Yeah, I know. But then again, like we've had we've had, you know, Lithuanian national finals that literally go on for eight weeks with oh, heats, yeah. with heats that are, you know, eight songs long. What's the national final model what they should have been working off of though? I'm not sure. I don't think so. Yeah, you can't really force the Eurovision vibe and that sort of socio-political intrigue into something that doesn't really exist here in the same way. You can't force yeah. that in. Well, if you don't have anything to work off of, you're effectively forcing anything in. Like people are coming into this with no idea what this is. Like you have to assume most of the people watching this have never heard of Eurovision or vaguely have heard of it. And so you could pretty much do whatever you want. This this could have been two semifinals and one grand final, and that was it. Could have all happened in a single week. Versus we're having these heats, then semifinals, then a final. We were getting a lot of show out of this. Yeah. Yeah, but there's a lot of logistical issues that I think we have to worry about here in the U.S. that we don't necessarily have to worry about in Sweden. Mm -hmm. And 15 more entrants than Eurovision's really ever had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this seemed like the solution to making sure every state got featured at some point, which is good. It always seemed weird to me that like something like a Miss America pageant will have all the acts. And then within the first like 10 minutes, narrow it down to to 20 percent of the field or something like that, Uh, which is weird, which is just really weird. Mm -hmm. Here's another thing that I have to bring up. Eurovision is broadcast by the EBU and all of those individual national broadcasters. Uh, And I think there's a lot more robust and uh, state controlled in a good way, um, sort of funding and promotion of not just Eurovision, but television in general, that it's a lot easier to just have a TV in your house and get national broadcasting stuff in America. And this might be, I don't know, this might be news to our listeners in Europe I know very few people who have a TV that accepts broadcast channels anymore. After it went to all digital, it became very strange and a little bit rarer for people our age to just be able to get, say, NBC or ABC or any of the big normal regular free or quote unquote free broadcasters. I really don't know anybody off the top of my head for sure who isn't just sort of doing streaming services even eurovision this year you had to get a premium peacock subscription in order to 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 view it over here yeah i I think in a way it was inaccessible to a lot of us younger viewers i say young being 31 
<laughs> no, I mean, you're right. It, it's, you know, how many people are, are watching live TV right now as opposed to streaming? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I wasn't able to watch a number of a number of the episodes as they were happening. One, because I don't actually have, you know, I, I don't have actually television service right now. Like, I have a TV, but it's it, I use it for streaming. And I have a couple of over-the-air channels. But strangely enough, NBC is not one of them. Yeah. Uh, so I did watch everything that I could on Peacock. But it's... And I feel like that's not a problem over in Europe. In Europe, is everyone as disconnected and reliant on streaming as as we see, as this generation seems to be here right now? And I really don't think it is. Well, they did release all the performances on YouTube pretty quickly. Uh, they no, did. but the thing about Eurovision is it's such an event. You sit down and you watch yeah. it. And I feel like that culture, that sort of event-based culture was missing. And that's half of the appeal of Eurovision. You got to sit down and watch it when it happens. That's very true. Yeah, there is a communal aspect of it. Like you ask a lot of people, especially Brits, who are my my biggest you know contacts. How did they start watching it? It was like, oh, I I watched it with my family growing up. You know, mm-hmm. my my grandma would you know put out the the thing with all the flags, and we'd all get together, and somebody would make a a cheese plate with cheeses from all over, and somebody would make a cocktails from all over Europe, and somebody would make you know a dozen deviled eggs. Yes. <laughs> to, to, to represent the what country and would only one person eggs? likes deviled eggs there's the only one person <laughs> so they had to eat them all then they all got sick and then you're not watching eurovision you're watching the other person throwing up all the deviled eggs and it's this whole big tradition the throwing up the deviled eggs <laughs> i yeah. can't even think of something that i or anyone i know would have watched growing up with their family as an event except maybe the super bowl yeah yeah the yeah, super bowl yeah. i think mm-hmm. is about yeah, it i mean yeah even the other big like sporting events or they make them they make them two week long because you can you can sell more advertising that way Uh, i mean and and i guess to that end let's let's suppose for the moment that this is going to get another season yeah i I think it will uh we haven't heard anything have we nothing at all one way or the other Hmm. uh i'm i'm hopeful because i think the the concept is solid enough but what how how would we want it to be different this time around uh just in in any respect i'll start uh don't have it run at the same time as eurovision yeah yeah do do, do this over the summer i think is is uh, uh, almost a no brainer yeah. and then also condense it in some form i know you want to get all the 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 states in there and you should but make it run over a week maybe two instead of what did it end up being? Seven? Uh, Seven or eight? eight? Eight. Yeah. God. Yeah, that's too many. But, but again, we're dealing with logistical issues. You know, when you don't have live voting that is done by the end of the evening, it's, 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 you can't do this instantaneously, or it's really difficult to do instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can't ask people to sit around and watch for three and a half hours. Right, exactly. Not here. Not no. here. Especially not since. And this is another thing that might be illuminating to our European listeners. Uh, Eurovision is allowed to play that long with minimal commercial interruption. Here, to go 15 minutes without a commercial is extremely rare, like especially on broadcast TV. Yeah. Imagine going an hour without a commercial is absolutely 100% unthinkable here. It would never happen. Absolutely. It's, it is as intense as a Maltese national final. Yeah. At least we have different twenty minutes an hour. Like a third of the time is devoted to commercials yeah. on anything. Oof. Yeah, 
And we as Americans are often somewhat used to this, even though we're kind of getting off of it because we are doing a lot more streaming and a lot more, you know, YouTube content and a lot of things like that. But, you know, seeing it through the eyes of my European friends who are watching it currently with us, they were going crazy. They were they were highly bemused by our by our commercials though, especially when the pharmaceutical commercials came on. They were like, "What yes, the hell? No one, nobody no else, one else this. allows that." I, it's something that I hate. I know, like, I know. Europe, come on, they got us. They got us on that one. Yeah, for me, I would love to see. Like, I loved the the breadth and the depth of the music. I think the music was certainly not an issue. I liked what what had been dredged up by the powers that be. Not dredged up. That makes it sound a lot more, you know, negative. But what was what was given to us by the powers that be? I thought the music was good. For me, I would want more consistency and more transparency when it came to the voting. I would go on and and put in my votes, and there would be like a little a little slider between zero and ten for each of the acts that competed in that week. But I don't know if that zero to ten means oh, I'm ranking this. I'm get, oh, this is this isn't as this is a zero for me, or I'm only ranking this one out of ten. Or does that mean I'm giving it one vote and I'm giving something else ten votes? Like there was no real explanation for that. Ah, I see. Also, the fact that I feel like every week the revelation of votes was done differently, and it wasn't consistent. And that is, if you're trying to have create some sort of a track record and create some sort of a pattern, you don't change things around from week to week. It just doesn't seem doesn't seem equitable. It doesn't seem fair. I would also love to see more diversity in the jury. Uh, not necessarily just in ethnicity, because I don't have you know the full details on everybody, but in terms of there were a lot of radio executives and not a lot of artists themselves. Uh, and considering okay. that a lot of people nowadays aren't necessarily consuming their music through radio, but through, you know, streaming and through, you know, social media based things. It's, you know, it would be, it would behoove them to diversify that, I think. And especially considering that if a radio executive is trying to do something marketable for the biggest hit radio station, then that, that kind of explains why the same kinds of songs kept rising to the top of the jury scores week after week. So. Yep. Yeah. I will note, uh, did you guys know the judge from Mississippi is Joe King the Big Daddy? I did. Wow, it's it's disheartening and weird just how many it feels. I haven't counted, but it feels like almost half of the judges just looking at their credentials. They're just something from iHeartMedia. Sam, you mentioned the uh, the inconsistency in in scoring reveals. I just want to uh, uh, piggyback on that for one second. For the in the case of Heat Three. We know the jury ranking and we know the overall ranking with the combined scores. That is true for that heat and none of the others. With the others, all we know is the jury ranking and then who qualified. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Uh, no, like, like, obviously we love stat related stuff. We'd love this information, but there, there is a weird lack of of transparency in some of this stuff. I, I mean, give us the numbers, give us the stats, especially considering that this is coming from a Swedish based team that is often rather transparent and rather open in Melody Festival. And like, you can go and see like how many votes were cast for a song at Melody Festival. And the fact that you can't do that here, I find very upsetting. 
the yeah. fact that we have ex extended shows on ESPN and ESPN2 just devoted to tearing apart the stats of a bunch of athletes that I won't care about in eight months, or to be more accurately, eight seconds. Um, like, give us those stats because someone is going to tear them apart, and it only helps, like, the hype machine. Yes. Like, it only helps. Give us more numbers. Give us more things to analyze. It's also kind of curious. Riker Lynch finished dead last in the jury in semi one and made the final. Uh, Tanel from American Samoa uh, was 10th out of 11 in the second semifinal and made the final. This is another thing that I, I would like to see changed, actually. Four of the top five in the grand final in terms of overall finish qualified from semifinal one. Just about all of the heavy hitters were in semi one. And I I... I was excited to see how that one played out. I was a bit unexcited for semi two because it seemed like there was no real contender in it. Uh, the, the the highest ranking song in the final from semi two was uh, Mr. Independent from Texas. It finished fourth. Which is still uh, pretty good. It, that, that is pretty good. Meanwhile, Tyler Braden, 17, won the jury in semi two, finished last in the final overall. Uh, the public vote had had a lot to do with that. The public didn't seem to really like it. Mm. There's just so much weirdness to to all of this. The second, third, and fourth place finishers in semi two, none of them made the final. Uh, it, it, from from the jury jury ranking, the the finalists in terms of jury ranking were first, fifth, sixth, uh, first, fifth, sixth, eighth, and tenth. <laughs> and and looking at how the scoring worked in the final, if it was the same way uh, in the semis, then it actually makes a lot of sense uh, because the public vote accounted for like 80, 85% of, uh, of, of the total points, something like that. Basically, the, the, the juries had nine sets of 12, 10, eights. Yeah, like whereas broken the up public, by region, yeah. Yeah, by region, whereas the public had 56 of those same sets. So there were uh, a 660 possible points uh, for, for any particular state from the public. Whereas from the juries, it would have been 108. Uh, and speaking of that, I'm just going to throw this out there as well. Yeah. Please 600, do. 660 possible points. Uh, if, if you got 12s across the board from everyone, in that uh, in that public vote, Alexa got six fifty four. It's incredible. She dropped six points. She made Kalish Orchestra look like uh, running. Marcus. Yeah, like this. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, uh, them. fade to black. Maybe oh. James Newton. Well, I was going to say. I think. <laughs> I think uh, uh, by virtue of finishing. Uh, dead last in the jury uh, and then making the final uh, Colorado is sort of like a reverse Azerbaijan uh, in terms of uh, in terms of its nature as a state equivalent, whatever. I don't know. It should uh, be also that Riker Lynch was also coming in with a decent amount of, of previously yeah. existing support. Obviously mm -hmm. not a patch on what Alexa was coming into this with, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. yeah, I, I also really think that the, the way that these results are revealed needs to be improved drastically because honestly, I guess I don't really like any part of, of how they, how they handled this side of things. They reveal one qualifier from the jury on, on any given night. And then 
they leave the voting open for a couple more days, but then wait a week to reveal the results of it uh, on either on the next show or, and this was the worst, in the case of the qualifiers from semifinal two revealed them uh, during, was it like during Kelly Clarkson's daytime talk show on oh. like the, the Wednesday before? Or no, something that was, like that. No, that was when they. That was she announced that new boot goofin was coming back on her show. Okay, well, and that's another thing I hated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one that new boot goofin made it. Two that yeah the 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 process for for how those extra qualifiers were announced was so. I mean, did anyone know that that announcement was coming? No, there was like, yeah there was all? again again the lack of consistency. Yeah, yeah. And then the other one was announced during one of the shows, which at least kind of makes sense. And that was that ended up being New York, right? Uh, which did have a lot of streams and TikToks and whatever. Yeah, that's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fine. I was um, I was just hoping for Yam House, you know. But know. but like this, like just every aspect of this, I understand that it's tricky to like have the performances and then announce and then have the televote and then announce who made it through all in the same night. But it can be done because they did it in the final. Yeah, they did it in the final. So, so they like, opened up, yeah, they opened up the voting a few days before the final when all the songs had been released, got the votes from there, and then were able to announce it by the end of the show. I, I, I think that needs to resemble Eurovision considerably more than it did. Hmm. Uh, and I know that that's tough because we need to get those commercials in and we need to get those human interest angles in. But I really think that that tightening up the show you know get get all the performances done within the first hour let's say and then open up the voting uh, 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 we're not, looking at not going to work with our time zones though uh, it's, uh, all right all right uh, we're not we, we can talk <laughs> about this for hours but i have a feeling that why don't we especially considering that danny didn't actually really get super super deeply into it the three of us that did get a little bit closer into it so derek eric and myself we have our top five songs from this. Cause like we said, the songs were not the problem here. The songs are pretty solid. Yeah. Yes. So why don't we have our list of our top five songs and have our 12 points from America, American song contest winner. Who knows? I mean, granted if we're only picking top five, we, we I'm pretty sure know. one song will give it, it will appear on a couple of lists. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Is it Million Dollar Smoothie? Who? No. Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So who- I'm gonna be honest though. Before we get into this, yeah. I did listen to all the songs, and then we went to Eurovision. I haven't listened to them since. <laughs> <laughs> Timing of the whole thing was unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was really bad if you're if you're into both and. I, the, I'm just saying my list of five is just the five that stood out to me when I read through them. And I'm like, I remember that. Which is, which honestly, that's, that's, yeah, a, that, that's a totally valid metric. Yeah. What's got staying power. All right. So Derek, why don't, why don't we start with you then? What were your, what were your top five? Start with, start with your fifth place and then move up to the top. I'm going to, uh, my number five was Jules from Alaska. I think of all the established artists, I think I thought hers was the best. Hmm. I thought she was really good with the audience and I thought she performed very well. Not necessarily into the song itself, but I was really, really impressed, especially having watched Michael Bolton. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. You know, you know uh, when you make the final and you're just pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bolton, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my number four was Alan Stone's a bit of both from Washington. 
I thought this one was really good. I could tell it was a jury favorite. I kind of suspected it might win, but I wasn't sure how the scoring system would work at the time. And I didn't realize the televote was weighted that heavily, but I think yeah, neither did anyone fun. else. Neither did anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I think when this one first aired, though, it was like, oh, this could win the whole thing by nature of the juries coming through on it. But I thought it was a really good song. Mm-hmm. Number three, uh, Brooke Alex from New Jersey. Hey. I thought that song was super catchy, and I thought she was really good live. And it's nice to see smaller artists competing here as well and doing well, not just names. Mm. Number four or number two, Alexa with Wonderland from Oklahoma. I've been to Oklahoma. I'm never going back there again. But hey, Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Oklahoma. And number one was the Crystal Methods with Watch Me Now from Nevada. Just an absolute banger. And. I think a lot of the comments I saw online for this too was this is a song comp contest, full show, performance, lights, effects, everything. And I thought it was the whole package. And it didn't qualify, which was a shock. A bit more commentary than maybe you wanted, but that's my list. Hey, fine by me. If anything, we need more commentary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Speaking of which, Sam. Sure. I could actually talk freely about this. Uh, my my fifth place, uh, I actually gave to Kansas. Broderick Jones would tell me. I thought it was a really, really nice contemporary blend of sort of you know, high energy and chill. I, I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I keep coming back to it. Uh, my fourth place, I'm not just saying this because of Minnesota, but I genuinely did love Ready to Go by Yamhouse. Uh, I was I was sad to see them not make the final, not just, again, because of the geographic bias, but I, they're honestly great. They've got a great vibe, wonderful energy, uh, and um, next time they're in town, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Um, my third place I gave to Washington State. Uh, I also gave Alan Stone a bit of both, some points. I thought it was, I thought it was, comfortable it was chill it was bluesy sexy but still had a really great message i i was i was absolutely down with it uh my second place and this i'm not looking at the list and of, of everything when everything first came out i wasn't going to say this originally but north dakota chloe fredericks can't say i can't make you love me i thought she was absolutely spectacular that great rootsy bluesy country but not really kind of kind of vibe that i'm absolutely into that singer songwriter and sometimes simplicity and straightforwardness just works and that hook that chorus just stays with me and it just it was great uh and my my 12 points goes to the crystal method i have to give it to nevada he was absolutely spectacular i he was my favorite of the established artists personally uh, I've, you know, granted I've been a Crystal Method fan for forever. I mean, I feel like that music has always been around like me growing up, but I, I was so, so happy to see him be just as good and a little bit different, a little bit less of the, the electro and a bit more of the industrial. I was, I thought it was fantastic. I, I loved it. And I was brokenhearted when it didn't make it through, especially considering it was third with the jury. And I'm like, come on, come on people. Ugh. So Yes. Hopefully he'll be coming back to Minnesota and performing soon. So, all right, Eric, what about you? All right. Uh, I'm going to throw out a couple of honorable mentions I as had, well. Yeah, uh, uh, Ada Leanne from Michigan, Natalie, mm. uh, very much a Taylor Swift ripoff sort of a thing, but God, it was, it was well done. Sweet taboo, California. They were definitely the ha uh, hurricane of 
the American Song Contest, <laughs> uh, and and were just fantastic. I I thought they were super 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 fun. Sunsets and Sea Turtles from the Northern Mariana Islands was not mm. an amazing song, but it was so 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 just pleasant. Uh, I I honestly kind of enjoyed the Eric our Eric Sada from Texas, uh, Mister Independent. Uh, amazing staging. Uh, like absolutely awesome staging. Uh, the difference by Nico from Alabama uh, was uh, was good. I'm also going to note. I don't understand what what everybody really enjoyed about Alan Stone. I I don't really get it. That's fine. I I, I uh, yeah. I don't know. Like it like that was. I think the odds on favorite. Like going in. Uh, it before we knew how the voting worked. Basically, it it it. I think it almost felt like a, a done deal to an extent. And then there were so many good ones in uh, in the very first show that just then disappeared. Fire by Keon Star from Mississippi yeah. was awesome. I thought uh, Never Like This by Kelsey Lamb, Arkansas, that was actually kind of nice. Uh, it made the semifinal. Loco Christian Pagan from Puerto Rico mm-hmm. was really good. Uh, there were a lot of good ones. I liked Iowa, Wonder. Iowa was, was solid. All right, All right. So, what are you, so what were your official top five? My my top five. My process um, of elimination. I think we could just guess them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last honorable mention, I guess, uh, was our eventual third place finisher, Sparrow, by Jordan Smith. Yeah, solid. Uh, that guy could sing. Holy crap. There's a reason why he won The Voice. Yep, yeah, yeah. He's probably the most Eurovision song in the bunch, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if this is a sort of a thing for like Danny, you should listen to these. Maybe skip this one. I don't think this one is is, <laughs> is entirely up your alley. It's 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 just a very sweet ballad that is sung unbelievably well. But yeah, oh, it's, it's fine. Uh, no, my number five is hasn't hasn't been mentioned yet. I don't think Massachusetts. That was in my long list. Yeah, uh, Shameless, Jared Lee, the the sort of. Mid '90s R&B vibe, s- slow jam, but also really intense. Sort of a feel that this song had. I loved this. Uh, this this finished ahead of the Crystal Method, uh, along with Alan Stone. Was it? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. Yes. I know. I know. Word things. Good song. Good. Uh, number four, I would say Alexa Wonderland. It's a really good song, and the performance even considering questions of of where the vocals were coming from and that sort of thing it was just really cool and i think it was a perfectly fine and and worthy winner third uh, i also put new jersey uh brooke alex i don't take pictures anymore just an awesome awesome pop song well performed another really cool staging uh you don't see somebody change their hair mid-performance much uh (laughs) but she did and it was really cool i put the crystal method second Shame, shame. Uh, sorry, it's all good. It's incredible, though. First, didn't he? Uh, and he put Yam House first. <laughs> but it I started. Think... It started with the best song and was just downhill from there. Just <laughs> like, just, just like the Eurovision final, baby. Czech Republic. Oh, yeah, we're so... the Czech Republic of America, and I am. Fine with that. You know what? You know what I can we can all look at that. Comparison. Yeah. As soon as the House came out, I'm like, we are the Czech Republic, aren't we? And I'm okay. Yeah, yeah we I'm are okay because we have that. a great song and no one's going to appreciate it. You That's know, right. I'm okay with that. But you know what that also means? It means that Nevada, Crystal Method, 
Watch Me Now is the official American Song Contest winner, if you're counting only the jury that is three members of the four of the 12 points from America team. Nine points from America says hey. Crystal Meth. So yes, Scott <laughs> Kirkland, congratulations, man. We love you. Uh, seriously, come back to Minnesota. Uh, we would absolutely... I'll be I'll be there buying a ticket. If Let's you're. absolutely tear up First Avenue together. Ooh, please do. Yeah. Ah. I mean, if you're if you're listening to the show and you're wondering, is it worth it checking these songs out? Absolutely. Yes. There's oh, yeah. there, there's playlists out there on YouTube. Go through every single one. Mm-hmm. Skip the ones if you're not feeling it. But there's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah. W- yeah. Watch all the music and then pretend it was part of a show that made sense. <laughs> No commercials, no commentary. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Uh, get Johnny Weir in there. That's what we yeah. needed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I think we have probably spoken our piece on the ASC for this year. Uh, hopefully we'll have the chance to do so again next year. Any any last things to get off your chest before we wrap this up for the evening? So so the Crystal Method guy is Scott Kirkland? Yes. Does that mean we can buy him at Costco? <laughs> <laughs> He's sparkling. And- yeah. <laughs> Waiting all night for that avenue. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Yes, but he's only one ply. Anyway. Um, I think it can, if they do it again, it can only get better. They, okay. I think they just need to settle on one strategy and just go with it. Yeah. Agreed. There's, there's a promising format here. We know that the music is promising. We just need the format to rise to the level of the music. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody at home, let us know what you think. What were your favorite songs in the American Song Contest this year? You can, again, reach us on social media at 12PointsUSA on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, you can email us directly at 12PointsOfAmerica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you there. Uh, if you are listening to us, your podcast for your choice, feel free to give us likes, subscribes, reviews would be cert- certainly very, very helpful as other people find us. Find us on Patreon if you'd like to support us in our in our work and get some sort of exclusive content and potentially some merchandise as well that's coming down the pipeline. Uh, follow us on Instagram, especially as Eric ventures to the Great White North to see Go A in Milwaukee, not Milwaukee. In, in, <laughs> that's that's the other direction. I'm sorry. Uh, Winnipeg, the, the Milwaukee, Milwaukee of Canada. Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure the beer is good. I'm sure the beer is very good. Anyway, some Labats. There you go. All right. Uh, until it's next time. And again, we'll be reverting to a twice monthly schedule rather than our weekly schedule. But until then, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. And I've been Danny. In America. Stop listening now.